0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
2: Back it better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on a rainy Thursday in New York City as the stage is set for all the action of Conference Championship Weekend. We're looking forward to those games on Sunday. And we're looking forward to Hollywood, Harbaugh, and Herbert together. Can he make them super? Let's go. Here we go. Go, go!
0: Only one place to start. Jim Harbaugh will become the new coach of the
2: L.A. Chargers. We all knew that a change needed to be made because the Los Angeles Chargers weren't what they're supposed to be. The fact of the matter is, the Chargers give him the ability to compete for a Super Bowl. And so, the best thing that could possibly have happened to Justin Herbert has happened. Jim Harbaugh has become his head coach. Does this mean the Chargers become a Super Bowl team? Absolutely, it does. Jim Harbaugh is one of the very few people who are that level of elite. And in any organization... The two most important people are the head coach and the quarterback, and the Chargers are now elite at both of them. Harbaugh will make whatever Justin Herbert is capable of becoming, however good he has it in him to be, that's how good Jim Harbaugh is going to make him. I am a huge fan of Harbaugh. I'm a huge believer in Harbaugh. Anyone who listens to this show or has ever seen or heard me is aware of that. I think this is a slam dunk Home run the best hiring of this cycle, because it just made all the sense in the
3: world. Timeout.: Time out, timeout, timeout. Time Go. Out. You buried the lead.: What is the lead?: Not since the 1932 World Series. When Babe Ruth called his shot off of Charlie Root at Wrigley Field, has someone called a shot? More than you called this. Can you please take a bow? You get everything wrong, so you might as well take a bow in this particular case. Well,
2: I I almost don't feel like it's fair. I'm not a reporter. I'm not an insider. I'm just a friend of Jim Harbaugh's. And what Hembo is referring to, I don't know, Nuno, what did Nuno want this morning?
3: Nuno was calling, what happened? Nuno, a former producer of this show, now the producer on Unsportsmanlike, texted me this morning asking the time at which you had this conversation with Jim Harbaugh at, at this funeral about Justin Herbert. Yeah. He wanted to explore when this happened. So are you
2: aware of this, Bubba? Are you aware of all the behind-the-scenes machinations on Greeny
1: having correctly called Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers? I mean, I'm aware of the funeral discussion. If that's what you mean, I don't know. We've talked about that. Yeah, I don't know. You've brought it up 400 times. So I don't. know. If that's what you mean, then yes. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Surly answer. I don't know what you're asking. What
4: machinations? Yeah, I don't
1: know what you mean. That 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 Nuno this morning
2: was on the phone, or at least on the text with Hembo, looking for dates and times
1: and places. I was not. I was not aware. I don't know what Nuno. What is he investigating? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what Nuno up to. At
3: 6:37 in the morning. I received a text saying, "So when was that funeral that Gooney and Harbaugh <laughs> spoke?" And then Is I he doubting him, it. And then I send him the obituary to be able to to be timestamp this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Nuno's up to. I Those are
3: the machinations.
2: Those are the machinations that. to which I'm referring. I don't know why you took such umbrage <laughs> at my asking you the question. Well, you I, was,
1: seem, I, just, I was just confused. I didn't
2: know what you, what do you mean? Just, are you off carbs? I mean, I, 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 you, <laughs> seem, you seem unhappy today. And I bring that up because I accidentally went off carbs yesterday and I felt it. I don't know what if anyone What you mean ever, accidentally? Yeah, I, I, how do you do that? I went back, so we had a very nice day yesterday, which involved going to the theater. I saw a magnificent play- hmm. A matinee of a play called Appropriate, which was sensational on Broadway. We had a really, really nice day. And when we were sitting down to dinner, I said to Stace, I have a terrible headache. Like just out of nowhere, I have a terrible headache. And I started thinking why I might have a terrible headache, because I don't I'm not one who is prone to that generally. And I went over all the things I'd eaten. And I did not make a conscious decision that I was going to eat no carbs, but I ate no carbs yesterday breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and I think that's the reason why. And I, I, I have emerged under the impression now that if you don't have carbs, you get cranky and a little bit achy.
3: That's a very small sample size to draw such a, a big conclusion.
2: I, and yet I've done it. And that's, that's just the kind of scientific research I'm prone to do. I mean, we have thousands of years of data that dispute this. No, I don't think so. I think people, if you if you cut out carbs, everyone says you get cranky and, and headachy. Oh, well, was David Pollock having a lot of – he didn't eat he – Carbs, right? He was carbless. Yeah, no, but, well, your body acclimates to that, but the, at the very beginning of it, right. it is very complicated. Like, let me ask you a question. Are you addicted to caffeine? I'm addicted to caffeine. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: for the most part, yeah.
2: I it, cannot start my day without something caffeinated. Um, even, generally, on the, even on the weekends when you're not working? 100%. Huh. I will always have coffee, if, 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 so every now and again tea, but generally coffee. No matter when you wake up, no matter
3: how much you sleep. That's right. Huh.
2: And, and And if I don't have it, I would say... I don't know, some number of hours into my day, I start getting headache. I get a headache. Your body becomes addicted. You are addicted to so many things in life that you don't even know. Most of the things you're addicted to are generally harmless. It is it is harmless to be addicted to carbs, um, you know, in, unless you're trying to lose weight, et cetera, et cetera. It is harmless to be elect- addicted to caffeine. Uh, I mean, if you're Brandon, you have a whole other level of issues. Of Brandon, course. who thinks that a diet consists of a vat of wonton soup and a roll of Lifesavers... <laughs> I mean it, it I mean but 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 now we're dealing in Brandon so that's a whole other issue but <laughs> we should table that I I think that Bubba is cranky
3: because he's cut out cars. I'll be honest with you I think you're I think you're redirecting because it's not obvious to me you had caffeine this morning cuz you've been <laughs> you've well, been especially my Twitter issue. cranky
2: Oh I am freaking Cam, aggravated wait with- until you hear this Uh-oh Right, well, let, let me tell my Harbaugh story, okay. and then we'll get, uh, we'll get eventually to why I'm having such a bad day, but I'm telling you I'm having a bad day, and I can point the finger of blame. I know exactly who to blame, but anyway, someone I know dies, and I I go to the funeral, and Jim is at the funeral, and... I've told the story a million times. Bubba just ruined it. I've told the story a million times. You basically sold it short. You act like I've been milking this. I've got the insight into the off-season hiring story of the entire year. Everyone is texting me, calling me, et cetera, giving me all this credit. And Bubba is down to the producer of this show. I didn't, I didn't show. give
1: away the story.
2: You, you, you have 100%. It's- you you totally downplayed it. He just
1: thought
4: you were asking. Oh, are you aware of the Harbaugh story? Which obviously we are because you've told it before. He just used a, a impolite tone. Well, when he I said thought that.
1: You, I didn't know what you were asking because you, you were saying like, are you aware of me? Predi- I, I, I didn't. I was very confused by the way you. Fra- of course, I'm aware of the the Harbaugh funeral story. You've said it on the air three thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> you said you said you said it four hundred yeah, times. Now you now said more. it mockingly. You
2: said it in a nasty way. Which leads me to believe that one of us has given up carbs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand. That's what your theory but is. I don't is think not.
4: Bubba has given up carbs.
1: <laughs> it appears that he has not given up carbs. <laughs> I enjoy carbs. Can
2: we
4: hear the story again? Uh, like, anyway.
1: Who died? For the
2: 401st time, tell us the story. The, v- the, 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 the very basics of the story is that a, a very, very prominent man died Sad. Um, who had been a, a huge benefactor at the Univer- University of Michigan. And his daughter and my wife grew up together and have been best friends forever. And so I've known the daughter forever. And I knew Ira as well. The man who died was named Ira Harris. And we went to the funeral when he died. And Jim was there uh, because of the connection to Michigan, et cetera. And after the service, we were at the, what do you call it, the reception? You know, the area where you go and you get drinks and food and whatever. And we're just standing. Jim and I just sort of were off to the side chatting and Without the context of it being him leaving Michigan, that was not what we were talking about. Without the context of it being his interest in coaching in the NFL, that's not what we were talking about. The context was exclusively about how great young quarterbacks are in the NFL right now. I was saying, my God, you know, he played the position. He, He played the position for the Bears when I covered them. So I've known Jim since the early 90s. And I said, just look at these guys, Mahomes and Allen and whatever. And I forget. And I didn't say the name Justin Herbert. And he, like, jumps me. And he's like, I'm telling you, Greeny, Herbert is the one. Like, watch Herbert this and that. And he just went on and on and on and on about how great he thinks Justin Herbert is. And so that always stuck in my head. So when all this thing came up, when the Chargers fired their coach, I said that day. I said it on McAfee. I said it here. They're going to hire Jim Harbaugh, guaranteed. Like You could just th- – th- that was so easy to see coming. So whatever. So that's what I said. So, of course, everyone is proud of me except for Bubba. <laughs> Bubba thinks that I'm, I've I've obviously thinks I've talked about it You've over milked this. I
1: I didn't say I wasn't proud of you. I just said I was aware of the situation. I don't know. I think we're all cranky today. And the reason. I feel great. I'm I'm, I'm having a great time. I've been thrown off of social media
2: against my will and I'm not happy. Well, that's not good. No, we got issues. And I'm telling you, this is, it is, it is harming my ability to do my job. So here's what happened. I got a new phone a couple of days ago. So any of us have, I mean, uh, Bubba, you may have, do you guys have company phones? I don't Are use them? one, no. Are your phones uh, owned by ESPN? Mine
1: is. I have, yeah, I have, I have a personal phone and a company phone. Okay, so I only have one you phone. You do two? Yeah. Why do you have two phones? I like to keep it's my- It's so annoying. Like one to, of- What? What's so one annoying? One of his phones is an iPhone
4: and the other is not. <laughs> oh. yeah. And he has like two different numbers. It's so confusing. Yeah, well, obviously I have He's like, why numbers. didn't you text me on that phone? I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know which number was which.
1: I don't think I've said that. That is a
2: very annoying thing to do. If there's anyone Especially in the world Bubba. who doesn't need two phones, it's Bubba. <laughs> I, I mean, I borderline I need, I I need three phones. What are the conversations? How do you choose between which phone you're going <laughs> to use for each individual conversation?
1: No, I, the, my main phone is with all my friends. And then the iPhone is the work phone, which has my email. And that's the phone that that's basically what it's for. Are you not friends with anyone at work? Well, if people the base of the phone, I text Greenie on and Hembo. People, if people want to text me on the iPhone, they can text me on that because people can't handle texting a droid. Because <laughs> so they text me on the iPhone. It's green, yeah. I, oh, green. I know. I've heard about it for twenty years.
2: The second you get on an airplane, you can't do it. It ruins group chats. Yeah, my brother-in-law so, has one of those. He lives. He lives to ruin the group chat. The family chat is ruined by it. We give him a hard time about it all the time. Yeah, yeah they're so, not allowed. So they're we allowed. have
1: that. We have the Greeny Radio Show group chat. That's on, obviously, on the iPhone, my work phone. Because I, I, I you can text on whatever phone you want. I don't. Well, care. Well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I, ESPN made us
2: all get new phones, so, so, so it, it switched over from AT and T to Verizon. I don't know. Whatever. So they send me a phone, is the long and short of it, which is fine. And they say, oh, transferring it from one phone to the other is going to be really easy. Now, bear in mind, I'm me. So I'm sure I did something wrong. I'm not blaming Steve Jobs for this or anybody else. I clearly did something wrong. But none of my passwords transferred. So I got to sit there typing in the password of everything, Starbucks, Uber, um all of the things in life that you use every single day you don't know the password do you know the password to your starbucks app i do because i'm you know 33 years old okay What what does that mean? You know what the password is? What does your being 33 years old have to do with you knowing the password? For
3: my experience, elderly people don't remember things as well as younger people. It's not a question of
2: remembering. I I didn't know what my password was five minutes after I put it in. Do you have the same password for everything? No, I have a a variety of combinations. And you remember for each one which one you did? This one is Uber, and this one is, is Starbucks, and this one is Instagram, and this one is whatever? Yeah. Even things that you never have to type in the password for? I
1: do. Okay, shut up and get out of this conversation then. Bubba, do you? I mean, I, I tend to go with a, a a handful of the same passwords, so I <laughs> I tend to remember what they are, and uh, we'll try the same type of one. So I tend to—I'm closer to Hembo and will remember what they are. Um,
2: Isn't this what they tell you not to do? Don't they tell you I mean, not, I'm not, not using to use the, the same password yeah, for everything? I'm not using the
1: exact same so one. So if someone,
2: like, using gets different- your— password for instagram then the next thing you know they can access your bank account oh says
3: the
1: guy who's about to lose a million twitter <laughs> followers well, yeah I'm, I'm using different variations different combinations i'm fine my passwords are fine don't worry i'm logging in left and right so don't worry we're right, fine I, here I can't have I would higher fine so somehow i've gotten into everything
2: except twitter or now x i'm sure i did something but i know the password because i have them written down So I went and found what it was and I've (laughs) entered it correctly. And yet every time I try and get in, it sends me a message saying, this is suspicious login activity. Try again later. And it's now been three days and it isn't later enough. So I don't know when it is they're expecting me to get back in. But this morning I'm at work and we have breaking news. And Fink is sending me like a, a link to a tweet and I can't open it. So I'm sitting there and I got conversation going on around me. And I'm like, someone tell me in my ear what's happening because I can't look at what's on Twitter. Oh, so you can't even read something I can't. like I website. can't. It won't let me. It won't let me. Oh, I didn't let know me. that. No, I'm aggravated as all hell.
3: By the way, uh, Cam, this morning, Greeny had me... Text a VP at ESPN at 7 o'clock yes. to figure out how we could get a hold of Twitter. That's exactly right. Where the hell is he? <laughs> Did he respond?
4: <laughs> Where's <responded>. Foss?
2: <laughs> Foss, I need to get in here. I mean, I I, I, I I can't get on social media. This is part of my job. This is what I do for a living. You know what it actually says to me? If you'd like to create a new account,
4: oh my go ahead Ooh, and do that.
2: Why not? I have 1.3 million Twitter followers. I'm going to create a new account? I
4: think it's 1.2.
2: Okay. Holy smoke, I'm going to smash someone in the face today with a brick. I'm so aggravated. I want carbs now. Brandon, go get me wonton soup (laughs) and a roll of lifesavers. I haven't even gotten to the Jim Harbaugh stuff yet, but I will. We will explain why he might actually wind up having the greatest resume of all time. That's on the way and a whole lot more. But whatever you do, don't tweet me because I won't see it. We'll be right back on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call Clickranger.com or just stop by.
5: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact.
0: Greenie, the podcast. Earlier on Greenie. Jim and
2: I just sort of got to talk about how much great young quarterback talent there is in the NFL. Jim went on and on and on about Herbert. That's the guy he loves. He thinks Herbert is phenomenal. That's always stuck in my mind. And it's there. The job is open and he may be going to the NFL. So there's no way for me not to put those two things together. This is Greeny. All right, so Harbaugh's going out west, as we told you, we would. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. So there are a lot of pieces to this. Here's the first of them. I asked Orlovsky today on the TV show. There is a there is a level of quarterback play in the NFL right now. There are four guys who are on the top. Well, let me rephrase that. There's one guy who's on the top, and then there are three guys. It's sort of like someone is the heavyweight champ, and then there are three contenders who are who are vying to be on his level. And the one on top, of course, is Patrick Mahomes, and the next three, in my opinion, in whatever order you want to put them are, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. We've had this conversation ad nauseum of late. Allen had his real shot this past week, didn't get it done. It is what it is. Burrow has beaten Mahomes in his building in a playoff game and gone to a Super Bowl. Um, and now Lamar Jackson has sh- his shot this weekend where he is, he's going to be a two-time MVP and he has a chance to beat Mahomes, go to the Super Bowl, and maybe win one. That would clearly put him at the top of that mountain um, as far as contenders to the throne. And I asked Orlovsky, is Herbert the kind of good that he now will be in that class? And without any hesitation, Dan said yes. Herbert is that good. His talent is unmistakable. His arm talent is elite. His physical talent, his ability to run or make plays with his legs, as has become the fancy or or, or popular way of describing that stuff, it's elite. I think he thinks it well. I mean, I don't have any way of knowing it because he's been horribly coached. He had an absolutely terrible head coach. Brandon Staley was, in my opinion, the worst head coach in the NFL He had Kellen Moore there this year. That's the one thing that gives me some pause. He had an accomplished and I think highly regarded offensive coordinator, and they still did not do any high level winning. But for what it's worth, Harbaugh comes in with an unbesmirched record of elevating quarterbacks. I will once again remind everyone he had Andrew Luck at Stanford, he got to San Francisco. Alex Smith at that time was a bust. Go back and look what Alex Smith's legacy would have been if he had retired before Jim Harbaugh got to San Francisco. He'd be one of the guys we talk about as having been a massive bust at number one overall. Harbaugh turned his career around, and then when just when Alex Smith was playing great, he got hurt. In came a total unknown, Colin Kaepernick, who had been a second-round pick out of Nevada. Harbaugh turned him into a star. Stayed with Kaepernick, and they were a play away from winning a Super Bowl. Went to college, and here's J.J. McCarthy, who is about to become the first Michigan quarterback to go in round one since Jim Harbaugh. So his track record of developing quarterbacks is as good as anyone's. He's about to do that for – he's about to mold the lump of clay that is Justin Herbert – it's got a chance to be special.
3: Yeah, I'll fill in a couple more points for you. Um, when Alex Smith and Jim Harbaugh paired up, at that point in Alex Smith's career, his record was nineteen and thirty-one, and he had more interceptions than touchdown passes. He went nineteen-five and one with a thirty-to-ten ratio with Harbaugh as his coach. One other thing, which I had totally forgotten, is that he was also the Raiders' quarterback coach in two thousand two and two thousand and three. In the first of those seasons, Rich Gannon won the MVP of the NFL. Yep. So, like we're talking more than 20 years of data uh, as it relates to Justin Herbert. This is a kid through four seasons that has a QBR of 64.7. So if you were to neutralize everything, like literally everything else, what that basically means is that he should win about 65% of his games. That's what that's that means. He's 30 and 32. That that is how held back Justin Herbert. Has been. He's got the highest QBR in the history of a metric that dates to 2006 of any quarterback with a losing record. Jim Harbaugh is going to remedy that from day one.
2: So, Harbaugh will take care of that. Will they win a championship? I An argument could be made that if Harbaugh wins a Super Bowl, he is going to have to be on the very short list of most accomplished football coaches of all time. Now, winning the national championship at both the college and pro level isn't a prerequisite to being in that conversation. But let's give you the list. You probably know it by heart. There are three coaches who have won the national championship on the college level and won the Super Bowl as head coaches. And they are Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, and Pete Carroll. Let's dismiss Switzer immediately. Switzer was a magnificent college coach who walked into the most turnkey situation in NFL history, won a Super Bowl there. He gets as little credit for I'm not trying to diminish the man, he gets as little credit for that as a coach possibly can. He does not belong in this conversation. Jimmy Johnson definitively does. Jimmy Johnson was an elite college coach and an elite head coach. Uh, excuse me, NFL head coach. Jimmy Johnson was a great coach at Oklahoma State. Jimmy Johnson was a dynastic kind of coach at Miami. He came to the Cowboys and turned that program around completely. And because of whatever it is that happened with Jerry Jones, he didn't last long there. He was only there for four seasons. They won two Super Bowls. He built the program that then won another. Now, he did go to Miami again. He did coach again in the NFL in Miami and did not have – major success there, which is the one thing that could separate Jim from him. Jim had massive success on the college level, won a national championship, made three straight college football playoffs. He had an enormously successful first stop as an NFL head coach in San Francisco, didn't win a championship. If he does win one with the Chargers, then I think if you look at those four, And Carroll, of course, USC, awesome. But he's had unsuccessful head coaching stops in the NFL, the Jets for one year, the the Patriots, where he did do some winning. Um, And and in Seattle, of course, he won a Super Bowl and made another. I think Jim definitely vaults right up into the discussion with those guys as most accomplished football coaches ever. The others, I guess, would have to be Saban, Belichick, Lombardi. I mean, just all the names that you automatically think of they don't have to have coached at both levels in order to qualify.
3: No, um, but he's, he's on that short list if he can find a way to pull this off. And I think what, what we should definitely emphasize here is that, unlike Sabin and unlike Belichick and le- unlike some of the obvious legends, Jim Harbaugh will have done it in so many different places, will have succeeded and turned so many programs around. It was last week that his brother John said he's the best program builder in the world, in the football world. And I think that's right. I mean, aside from one bad year at Michigan, in 2020, the COVID year, I mean, his, his reputation at all of these places, San Diego, Stanford, the Niners, Michigan, is ridiculous. I mean, he, every place he's gone, they've, they've had the, the, the winningest season in the history of wherever he's gone. That's obviously not a coincidence, and it has happened almost immediately. For, fast forward to the NFL. The Chargers have never won a Super Bowl. They won one, a- uh, one AFL championship, and if he w- finds a way to turn that place, and every game of theirs for the last 20 years has looked exactly the same, into a winner with Patrick Mahomes in your division, you can't create a list of the greatest football coaches of all time that does not include Jim Harbaugh. Absolutely. I'm actually looking up, uh, I just was
2: looking up Jimmy Johnson just very quickly off the top of your head. Just answer without thinking. How old do you think Jimmy Johnson is? Right now, uh, yeah. 75. He's 80. That really jumped out at me. That's older than I thought he was. Hmm. I mean, Jimmy is – I love that guy. I love watching him on TV, and and I've always liked him um, as a person and as a coach. Anyway, he built Oklahoma State. I'm I'm finding really interesting little notes in here – he, he, he was an assistant coach at Louisiana Tech in 1965. That's where he began his career. His quarterback, the starting quarterback there, was Phil Robertson, who created the show Duck Dynasty. Who knew? Not, not Terry Bradshaw, though. Uh, no. Well, I mean, he probably would have been there with Bradshaw. Um, I'm looking at the years here. Anyway, probably not. He, he, he had left by then. Anyway, the point of the matter is this. His first head coaching job was Oklahoma State. He had enormous success there. His tenure is noteworthy for his successful rebuilding of an inconsistent program. They were eight and four in his final year. And then he went to the University of Miami. We all know about all the success that he had there after he replaced Howard Schnellenberger. Schnellenberger took the U from nothing to something. Jimmy Johnson took it from something to something unforgettable. Won the national championship, went to Dallas, and completely revolutionized that. I consider Jimmy Johnson, and he's in the Hall of Fame, I consider Jimmy Johnson to be one of the great coaches ever. I think that's a great comp for Jim Harper
3: That's a good comp. You asked us the question. I'm going to ask you the question. Do, do you see tier one? Not potential. Do you see a tier one future for Justin Herbert? Yes, you
2: do. I do. You think he's that kind of good? I do. And I think that most of this has to do with coaching. I, I think I think that the circumstances I think there are a lot of players who had tier one talent who never got a chance to show it to you because they didn't have tier one coaching. Look, these things have to come together. The expression perfect storm these things have to all come together right. Like, you don't get to be the greatest quarterback of all time, which is what Patrick Mahomes' destiny is to be, if you don't get a bunch of fortunate strokes come your way along the way. And 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 if, if Patrick Mahomes had been drafted number two overall in that draft by the Chicago Bears, there is zero chance we would be talking about him today and saying, is he going to eclipse Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time? That's just not what would have happened. The, these things... They require, like I was having this conversation. This is going to sound totally off the, um, off the subject, but I think it is relevant. We were having a conversation about the TV show Friends recently. And I said, that's an example of what happens when you get everything right. Friends didn't work because it had great writing, because the casting was perfect, because the timing was perfect, because the acting was perfect, because the direction was perfect. It happened because all of those things happened. No one of those things could have created a success like this. It's one of the most successful franchises in the history of entertainment. That doesn't happen because one person did their job really well. It happens because they got everything right. And that is true of every great sports dynasty, every great sports team, everything you've ever seen. Again, I'm going to digress, but that's why the Jerry Krause thing makes me so mad when I saw what happened with Thelma, because the idea that he didn't deserve credit, however much you want to assign to him for the practically unprecedented success that that group of teams had, it enrages me, infuriates me. But anyway, all of that aside... Patrick Mahomes is first and foremost the one who deserves the credit for himself becoming one of the all-time greats, maybe the greatest that we've ever seen. But he definitely isn't the only one. A lot of other things had to line up correctly. So Herbert, I think if he's that talented and that coachable and that smart and all the things that everyone tells me he is, now I believe it's, and it's not old enough to have been ruined by this yet, if he had had ten years of this, he would never have gotten there. But he's still what is he? Twenty five years yeah, old. Yeah, he'll
3: play next year at twenty six. Twenty
2: six years old. He's more than young enough to still have it rebuilt. Yes, I I think that we may very. Let's put it this way: Would you be even remotely surprised if next year at this time, when we talk about the best quarterbacks in the league, his name has to be mentioned immediately?
3: I would not be remotely surprised. But that is another question that I have here: Is I don't I don't know if we should just assume like an Instant year one transformation for this team. I'm not sure. It could happen. I mean, the Niners had eight consecutive non-winning seasons and immediately were in the NFC Championship game. Michigan went from five wins to ten wins immediately. We've, we've seen it happen. But this is still a hard road to hoe, and it's been eight years, nine years, since Jim Harbaugh was, was last in the NFL. So I do wonder, should we, should we necessarily assume that he's going to put this thing together this fast, especially playing the Chiefs twice a year? Well, here's what everyone
2: tells me. I'm less concerned about the Chiefs of it all than I am about the salary cap of it all. I don't have the details in front of me, but what I keep hearing and what Kimberly Martin was saying repeatedly on our show today on Get Up was that the salary cap is a major issue. They've got an aging roster where a lot of guys are making a lot of money, and there's probably going to be a a, a transfusion necessary. It's going to take them a year to sort of get that out and out with the old and in with the new. And if that's the case, then they don't win the Super Bowl next year, but they'll be better than they were this year regardless.
3: So you'd bet right this second that they'll be in the playoffs next year if yes. that prop existed? Yes. You think they'll be that good that fast? Does that prop not exist? Can
2: you not make bets like that?
3: You can make bets like that, but it's only it's – we don't have that in our book right now, but you can probably find that at some books. Okay. But without, I would. Without, without the draft or free agency having happened yet, they do have the fifth pick in the draft. You're doing the draft, so you've probably already studied the player that they're going to take fifth. Who well, let, let me look. oh well, let me go. I have
2: I have the mock I've been working off of right here. Now, this would have come out before um, Harbaugh got this job. But the mock I'm looking at has them taking Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU, who is an excellent player. There are three huge receivers in this draft: Marvin Harrison, who everybody knows, Malik Neighbors, and Rome Dunze. Th- those are the three. Monster receivers in this draft, and then a little step down is Keon Coleman from Florida State. This has them taking neighbors. Now that they've got, um, let me see where my mock. My mock has Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia, going ten to the Jets. That's the mock I'm looking at. Mel's mock the other day has the Jets taking Olu Fashionu, the offensive tackle from Penn State. Um, I think Harbaugh would love the tight end. Me too. Bowers. Bowers looks like your classic you know, big physical pass catching tight end. I think he has a chance to be a great player and and he is exactly what Harbaugh would love. I, I would circle that as a spot that might make a lot of sense for them to take him at five.
3: I think it's a great match. I did some research this morning on what the Niners looked like in those four years and they played heavy, like two backs, two tight ends, a lot. You might recall that some of Vernon Davis's very best seasons at that position were there. He made Vernon Davis a star. He was Remember, Mike
2: Singletary threw uh, Vernon Davis off the sideline. Bubba, if we still have the, the the clips of Singletary talking about Vernon Davis, I mean, Singletary. I want winners. That, that that that's the one, and it's a long clip. And and, and Harbaugh turned Vernon Davis into a star, saved his career. He's an all
0: pro.
3: Saved his career. Uh, yeah, that that's the Brock Bowers. Link, I think is a very smart one to make based upon the way that Jim liked playing in San Francisco. He also loves to run the ball. They they had the best margin of rushing yards in the whole league. They outrushed their opponent by 3,000 yards over those four years. So I definitely think Herbert's going to really sling it, but they're going to run the football too.
2: Here's some of that Singletary rant just because it's fun to listen to.
1: I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with 11 when I know That right now, that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win.
2: That was Mike Singletary talking about a player
3: that two years later, Jim Harbaugh turned into an (laughs) (laughs) all-pro. That player caught four touchdowns in two playoff games in the 2011 postseason.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Harbaugh is
3: is, is as good as it gets, and they're going to be really good. (music) Kimbo Trivia, go. Group trivia today, friends. I am looking at the list of coaches that won the most games in the NFL during Jim Harbaugh's 49ers tenure. Again, that was 11 through 14. Harbaugh won 44 regular season games over that span. Who were the only three coaches that won more? Three coaches who won more during
2: that span a great question. Answer next, ESPN Radio.
1: Greenie, the podcast.
2: Presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at progressive.com. We're live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 Trivia.
0: Wow. Okay. And how are your trivia
1: skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky?
3: Himbo, go. I am looking at the list. Of the coaches that won the most games in the NFL from 2011 through 2014, those were the four seasons in which Jim Harbaugh was in San Francisco. He won 44 games. Who were the only three coaches to win more
2: during that time? So it's group trivia. So we're doing this together. Guys, I'm going to throw Brandon's names in the mix just so we say them out loud because there's one that we really didn't consider. With The three of us were going over this during the break. He said Belichick... Who was the third one? Harbaugh, he, he, said he said Harbaugh yeah. is the one that we hadn't said. I forget who. who oh, was Sean th- Payton was. Oh, his other Payton one, was yeah. his third. So, so the names we have written down here are Belichick, McCarthy, Payton, Carroll, and should we throw Harbaugh into the Absolutely. conversation? They won not? a
4: Super Bowl in that time. Uh, the Ravens did. The Ravens, yeah, they beat they the, the they Harbaugh, beat Harbaugh, Harbaugh. The Super
2: Bowl, but did they win that many games?
4: I mean, they they went to the championship game in twenty eleven. Before they won the Super Bowl, and right. then they went—that was the I, Lee Evans game, right? And the and the field goal miss, and then I know they played the Patriots again because we just did this question in the 2014 playoffs, and I assume they were decent in 2013, so I think they're definitely on the table as well.
2: Okay, so so l- let's go through them in the order in which we are most confident in them. I, I think we all assume, and maybe you know, be careful what you assume, but we all assume Belichick is going to be one of them, right? It has to be, right? I think we can lock him in. All right. I think Mike McCarthy. One of those years would be the year the Packers were fifteen
4: and one. Yeah, and they went to the championship game in twenty fourteen against Seattle. I just don't know. In between those years, there were a couple Was years there where year Rodgers H- got hurt. Rodgers might have been hurt, and they they like went to the playoffs but didn't finish very well. So, but the play,
2: uh, do the playoffs matter? Does this include playoffs? I only counted regular season. Yeah, this is just this regular season. So even those years, I don't think they fell to like three and thirteen. I think they were more like seven and nine. Yeah, it would right? be an
1: eight and eight or something. They still yeah. won
2: some games. Yeah. I feel good about him. And then everyone is sh- saying Sean Payton. Now that would have been after their Super Bowl season. I think
4: Payton's probably a no. He's probably up there, but not quite there. Pete
2: Carroll. Th- that would be during the time that Carroll's teams made two Super Bowls during that stretch. Yeah,
4: right? they were always playing Harbaugh in those uh, playoff games. Right. So Carroll's teams would be
2: up there, and th- so Sean Payton. I don't know, guys. we we got to pick a third one here. All right, we well, should start we'll, doing we'll our we'll guesses. Lock in Belichick, okay, right? Okay, so we're going to go. Our first guess is Bill Belichick. That is correct. Okay. How many did he win?
4: Yeah, 49. 49. What number is he? Harbaugh, he's number one. He's okay. number one. All so right.
2: Harbaugh, the Jim Harbaugh was 44. That's right. Said. So there's two in between. So do we feel good about Mike McCarthy?
4: I do. 15-1 is pretty ridiculous. Right, so
2: all he needs in the other three seasons would be 29 wins, 30 wins. Yeah, I'm not it, saying that's nothing, but I.
4: But he he at least went to the playoffs a couple of those years. He, I feel like that's got to be him. yeah.
2: It was, that one of those would have been the year that they didn't recover the onside kick, right? That was against Seattle. Yes, we're going to say Mike Let's McCarthy. Let's go with Cowboys Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. That is correct. Okay, what was his number?
3: Forty-six.
2: All right, and so so is the was he second or third? he is tied for second. Okay, so there's one other person. So either Harbaugh or Carroll. We we think it's you're saying John Harbaugh or Pete Carroll? Yes, not Sean Payton. I don't think so. John Harbaugh or Pete Carroll? John Harbaugh or Pete Carroll? This is a very tough. I think it's going to
1: be
4: like a couple win difference.
1: <laughs> what do you think, Bubs? I my first. I, I think Carroll. Carol. That was my thought. Yeah, but I mean, Cam has a much better memory yeah, on this I, than I do. So. I think
4: Carroll. I think Harbaugh. Like those Ravens teams were probably really good, but probably were more like ten and 6, 11 and five. And yeah. I think the Carroll teams might have been a little better, but I'm I do not positive. Too. We're going to go, go with, that. with Pete Carroll. The correct answer is. John Fox.
2: Oh,
0: oh my God! What? I, I said, said
4: John Fox. I said him to you before, Cam, oh, and you dismissed him. I did not dismiss you. Me. you. I said the Broncos me. are on the table because that's while Peyton Manning was but when there. When
3: did Gary Kubiak become their coach?
4: Not until fifteen. Not
3: until fifteen when they actually won the Super Bowl. Oh
4: man, John.
2: Fox. So that was the year after. Mm-hmm. So Fox, I said Fox, and then we decided. I thought we decided that Kubiak, which was the Tebow year.
4: Uh twenty eleven. And then they and then uh, pa- and then Peyton got there, yeah. Peyton Manning. <laughs> Oh, and they won all those games. So aggravating! <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh my god, I'm so mad now.
3: Yeah, they went eight wins, thirteen wins, thirteen wins, twelve wins. We In should
2: have considered that
4: strongly.
3: That sucks. Come on. All right,
2: Cam. What is the? None of us had said him. What 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 is our standings <laughs>
4: now? Uh, Bubba's uh, eight and six. You and I are six and nine. Brandon's two and nine. Jack's zero oh and six. Dominique is zero oh and one. All right, Greeny.
2: Reminding you, NBA Dang action it. tonight. Heat Celtics presented by Indeed. Coverage begins seven Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. Next.
3: I'm sorry, what? what, what,
2: what?
1: I'm sorry, what, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what?
2: What the hell happened here yesterday? I mean, I'm trying to have a day. I'm trying to have a life I needed. I had some stuff I had to do yesterday, so I was not here for the radio show. And you, Hembo, and Evan Cohen, from what I can tell, ruined it. I mean, I have spent 20-something years building a legacy in this industry, and in two short hours, you seem to have destroyed it. I don't know why it is that you decided on the day that I'm not here that the appropriate conversation for you to have would be about
3: hydrogen peroxide. You might even be able to tell because my voice is super nasally these days. I've been you know, dealing with something you know, minorly viral, uh, you might say, and I have a cut in my mouth uh, to which a hydrogen peroxide is naturally the remedy. I, I, I gargle it, I swash it around, and I spit it out naturally, and that's what I do when I have a cut in my mouth. So Jack do you was, have that often, just out of curiosity? Uh, I would say once-ish a month, maybe a little bit. Once a month you have random cuts in your mouth, like uh, ulcers, like sores. I, I live like a very... Like a sore? Yeah, kind of. I, I lead a very stressful life.
2: Okay. I can't, there's 27 seconds of that left on my screen. <laughs> I can't listen to it. What? What on earth could have motivated you to describe? The <laughs> hydrogen peroxide gargling that you seem to be doing during your time of the month. Here's the. I thing. don't understand.
4: What, what, why that's <laughs> time of the month.
2: Well, well I, I mean, once a month, you said you no, get these right.
3: sores. What the hell are you doing? So here's the thing: like when you're here, when you're in the host chair, yeah, you, you give me the the amount of leeway. Say, but like you know, but lane to lane in the Holland Tunnel, fifteen or twenty feet. Yeah. When Evan is in that chair. What I have is the Strait of Gibraltar, all right? I have I have between Europe and Africa. And I take advantage of that to use it as an opportunity to sort of air my grievances. And in this case, it helped because I had messages from two different listeners that DM me saying, you should consider changing your toothpaste because that has helped them with canker sores in their mouth. So you get canker sores once a month, something like Why that. Why am I asking that? Why am I following
1: up on this? I mean, that seems like way too often. Way too often. Don't change your toothbrush. Change your lifestyle. I don't even remember the last no, time toothpaste. I've had one. Toothpaste
3: is the issue, not the brush.
2: Not, 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 you're not making the point you think you're making. To have canker sores, what something that should happen to you in your whole life like twice, like literally like two times. Do you, you think I'm say, eating? T- Foods that are too acidic? I, I think you're, you should, A, this is something we should discuss at 12.05, meaning not while we're on the air, and B, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care why it is that you have this. You were, use, you were swishling around hydrogen peroxide at your desk yeah, in the in front room? of
3: Jack. And everyone took umbrage with the fact that I, I spat it into the, into the wastebasket.
2: Yes, as well they should. Why? That's grotesque. First of all, hydrogen What are you doing? You're, you're actually sitting at your desk, gargling with hydrogen peroxide, and then spitting it out into a public wastebasket? Yes. That's grotesque. It's disgusting. Mid-conversation What, what about with Jack? it is gross? What do you mean mid-conversation? He How was can-
4: having a conversation with Jack, gargled hydrogen peroxide, spit it out into the wastebasket, and then continued to have the conversation. Yeah, Jack found
3: it, found it uncouth. Which is what I took umbrage with because I didn't think that it was outside the Overton window.
4: And a couple of things.
3: Stop saying
1: Overton window. What is the
3: Overton <laughs> window? I
1: don't even
3: know what you're talking it about. Means, you
4: said the Strait of Gibraltar earlier.
1: It
3: means it's, you know, it's not between the 20-yard lines. That's what that means? hmm I've never heard that. It's a football expression? No, but that was the best way I could relate it to our audience. I don't think you have any idea
2: how to relate to our audience. Let's make that as clear as it can possibly be made. We'll be right back.
1: For listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
6: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.